Hi, today is August 28th, 2021. Welcome to the Thayer Game Podcast, the official podcast of ThayerGame.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in Apple, NVIDIA, and AMD. Thank you. Alrighty, jumping into uh, earnings for this week. Uh, we have Zoom after close on Monday. After close on Tuesday, you have CrowdStrike. After close on Wednesday, you have Chewy, as well as Okta and Asana. Before open on Thursday, you have American Eagle. After close on Thursday, you have Broadcom, Hulip Packard, DocuSign, MongoDB, and PagerDuty, as well as Tilly's. This week is a lighter week, uh, with most eyes, I think, with being on Zoom, DocuSign, and Broadcom. Um, really, most of these companies here, uh, beyond those three, don't have the options volume that you want to look for, even for a decent earnings play. Uh, so I'd say this week is just a little bit even more dangerous than usual. So just be careful, though, if you want to play earnings, if you want to have fun, uh, go ahead and do so. Just make sure you keep it that way, right? If you want to play earnings for fun, as soon as they stop becoming fun and maybe you start losing too much money, uh, then you know that may that might be your sign to stop. Though, if you haven't lost any money yet or you've just been killing it, feel free to keep on going. Just understand that it is a dangerous game and uh, easy come, easy go. Personally, for me this week, it's just been a lot of uh, establishing new positions, for example, like the Apple and AMD positions, um, and then just continuing continuing to trade NVIDIA at the top. Uh, Will NVIDIA keep on going? I don't know. Will NVIDIA correct heavily? I don't know. Uh, All I do know is I am covered on whether if it rips higher or, you know, craters downwards. I have plenty of capital on the side, um, especially after this weekend um, where 300 of my NVIDIA shares got called away. You know, bittersweet, made good profit on them, happy with them, excited for a re-entry. A lot of people might, you know, call for doom like every day. I made a Twitter tweet the other day talking about how these people will call for a crash every day. And one day they will be right. But the longer they just stay and be afraid of that the market's going to crash to zero, uh, the longer they don't make any sort of sizable or respectable return uh, for their investment. And that's when um, those particular people, after realizing that the market isn't going to crash at least for a while, decided to do some really risky bets to try to catch up to everyone that's been uh, investing responsibly. And then they get got, they lose all their money, and then they continue to think that the market is good, is a scam and that it's due for a correction soon because they lost on their risky investment. And so therefore, because they're so smart and they lost, that everyone else should lose too. And that just quickly leads me into um, a note here. Uh, that I want to leave on this particular episode is that you need to make sure that you surround yourself with people that are, uh, I think the best word that I can think of right now is neutral, right? I think people that call doomsday every day are very bad for your trading environment. If you follow too many people that call for doom that are calling market crashes every day, 
they will eventually be right because I think everyone in the stock market right now, if they were allowed to place a bet that, hey, one day the stock market will crash, maybe like 20%, everyone would say yes for that clause. One day the market will crash 20% in our lifetime. One day. Yes, it will happen. You saying that's going to happen every day, every day, every day is not going to help. Right. And so when I say that you need to surround yourself with neutral people, it doesn't stop there. You need to surround yourself with neutral people that have a neutral outlook that are also kind, that don't like belittle you when you try to ask them a like a question that you might think is like on the dumb side. Uh, like really like any good teacher will never tell you that any question is dumb um, or like make you feel. Uh, dumb for asking it, right? Because a lot of, you, you don't necessarily need to be called dumb to feel dumb when you ask a question. Um, and you know, when you find that group of friends or you know that the other group of traders that might trade like you, that are kind, it that's something really really special. So just make sure that once you understand that you have that group, it it's it's pretty nice. This isn't some sort of like insert ad here for uh, Thady Gang, blah, 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 blah. You can do this with any any style of trading. It can be common stock only. It could be penny stock. I don't care, dude. It could be swing trading. It could be uh, bull gang, bear gang, popcorn gang. It doesn't matter. Finding genuine people goes beyond any sort of like gang or any sort of like trading style. It's just making sure that, you know, if you find those special people that help you trade better, understand they're special in that own right or in their own right, and that they're that much better than any random person on the internet calling for doom and you looking too much into that and then sort of like messing up your trading strategy. Okay, uh, next on the ThetaGang.com website updates, you can now filter trades by type. Um, this was a feature that previously existed in the previous version of the website. It is now back. Um, and uh, also, uh, the regex is now a little bit better. Uh, if you don't know what a regex is, I'm not going to bore you on this finance podcast about a regex. Maybe I'll bore you on some other random uh a podcast episode but not this one uh so shout out to stan thank you for always helping me with those regex and taking the time to just like pop in the stream too and say hi and you know be the contributor that you are so stan thank you so much um and speaking of the stream uh i i fumbled this a few times the stream on tuesday at 6 p.m pacific time will now still be on tuesday but now be at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. I imagine that the first stream that we do this coming Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. will be missing uh, some of the core group uh, just because I think a lot of people show up at 6, be confused, and not know 
um, why that is. I'll try my best to uh, alert this new time change on Twitter without it being too spammy. Um, but this new stream, uh, this first new stream that we do at 7.30 will be me uh, making a tier list of all the stocks um, uh, that I just basically have either traded once in my lifetime or uh, know about to some extent. Uh, I got help from the stream uh, last Tuesday uh, picking companies to add to this tier list uh, on tierlistmaker.com or whatever that website is. Um, and then uh, I have it all ready to go. I even took the extra time because when we were making the tier list, it was just words as pictures. But I actually took the time to screenshot every single logo of every single company. So when the tier list is done, it's going to look pretty cool. Um, so if you want to partake in that, if you want to influence my vote, maybe if you want to somehow, you know, just even bring up more suggested companies and stuff, feel free to stop by 7.30 p.m. on Tuesdays now uh, at Real Theta Gang at Twitch TV, twitch.tv slash Real Theta Gang. Um, do I need to say anything more there about Twitch? No. I mean, just the, besides that, the re real reason for me pushing me back uh, to 7.30 instead of 6 is uh, I have to go to jujitsu on Tuesdays now. Uh, I'm going to be prepping for another tournament soon, so I want to be making sure that I get uh, like a good regiment going back in. Previously, I was trading three days a week, uh, and now I want to bump it up to four. Um, so this moving back to 7.30 will allow me to go to jiu-jitsu, come home, quickly shower, and then get my uh, live stream set up, uh, and then uh, slam a Diet Coke, and then just hang out with the chat. <laughs> so I think that'd be cool. Um, let me quickly check my emails, uh, because that's the last bullet point I have in my script, and I'm saying that with quotes, because I don't actually have a script. Um... Do I have any emails? I actually do. Uh, I have a good bunch, actually, and they're all in response to my last episode. Um, I'm not going to respond to them in this particular episode just because I don't think I have the time to finish and genuinely reply to the ones that were sent in reply to the last episode. So if you've sent a, re <laughs> a reply to the last episode, the last episode being episode 110, um, I just want to say thank you. Like these are some of the most heartwarming uh, emails I've ever received. Like in my life, like Theta Gang aside, like just or just words that have been communicated to me. Some of the most heartwarming I've ever received, verbally written, email, non-email, chat, whatever. Really, really heartwarming stuff. Thank you so much for taking the time to write to me. Uh, I will be replying to these in some future episode when I feel like I have the emotional bandwidth to reply and as, as well as the, as the time too. So well, I just wanted to give a quick shout out and just say thank you to those that did send in uh, those heartwarming emails. Okay, and speaking of short on time, uh, I have skipped uh, 
my podcast episode that I've wanted to record uh, that's more on the technical, like a little bit more on the technical side. And that was the, uh, um, I guess I'll just give you what the next podcast episode will be on. But the next podcast episode will be on limit orders versus execution. Um, I wanted to do that episode over the last two episodes, but because of either time or just a podcast topic change of heart, um, I've been doing some more soft skill type of episodes. Um, and we're just going to do one more and just because it's just a little bit more relevant, uh, at this moment right now, um, it affects me, it affects other people. And I think, um, this topic of, uh, you know, when you're in the zone, pause and reflect, I'll think of some way of rephrasing this by the time I think of a title for the episode. But right now I have here in the notes of what episode to do um when you're in the zone like you gotta pause and reflect um my uh my jujitsu friend his name is buoy uh basically told me that he does this with his student um he does this with his tennis students because he's a tennis coach he notices that when uh his students are in the zone are doing really well performing really well he'll take them like out of the like he'll call timeout like i'm I'm sure this is during practice and stuff he call timeout uh and then he'll just ask and then like try to probe like and see like you know why are you performing so well right now what can we do to replicate this in a game later no like try to really think what is going well for you right now and how are you capitalizing on it so well that you're performing at this level and you know he tells me that and I just thought, wow, you know, that's this is super, super relevant because a lot of people, and I mean like two or three people, <laughs> and so you can see that the word a lot <laughs> is very, very relative. Um, but considering that this is these are like two or three lives that, you know, I've helped impact, it's a big deal to me. And so uh, two or three people have... Um, flipped green for the year they have made mistakes uh early on in 2020 um because you know early in 2020 it was pretty uh hot the market was doing really well people got um a little frothy a little greedy um and then some of them got got some of them got got a little bit later doing some other sort of uh, riskier types of trades or uh getting into stocks they do they don't really love and all that whatnot that's been like addressed and learned from then but these you know two or three people have come out and said like hey i flipped green for the year um congrats yay i'm so happy thank you blah blah blah, and all this all this all these positive vibes and all i could think about as they're talking about this is uh the talk that me and Bowie had about how he again would take his students out when they're out (laughs) when they're in the zone and then ask them like hey you know what what are you doing right now that's working for you so well and how can we capitalize on that so it can make you better in the future and so when you take a big hit say you know i don't i don't want to say get got because you know maybe you don't consider get got but you take a red trade a bigger one than expected and it gets you down. You 
um, think like you might be able to get out of this. It'll just take a while, um, but you can do it. And you start trading, you start executing. The, maybe the macros are up. Maybe the market just in general is doing really well. And you decide, hey, you know, maybe Juni uh, has, you know, some sort of experience. And when he says, like, doing only put credit spreads instead of putting in call credit spreads, it's just good as a starter. And you start doing that and it starts working for you. Um, as you start, you know, getting closer and closer back to even and you start winning, you need to understand like, hey, you know, what are you doing right now? And what are you not doing right now? You're trading responsibly. You're making sure that your max losses are in check, that they're reasonable, that, you know, when you lose on a max loss type of trade or the max loss scenario, that you don't need to win like 50 times to make up that one loss. Because obviously that math does not work out when you work do probabilities here. <laughs> um, but then also making sure that you don't do um you know the same things that got you there in the first place right like trading ipos that you don't or that you barely know or maybe um trading on the bearish side when you know you've been trading on the bullish side for so long and then you just got these heebie-jeebies and all of a sudden you started wanting to trade uh bearish because you just now suddenly think that the market will turn around right there's no rule that specifically states that you the market needs to correct but see, that's the hardest part about breaking even is that you might have traded responsibly from the beginning and maybe it's very slow growth and, you know, you're happy and whatnot. But then you somehow you start getting tempted in doing these more riskier trades and then say you get got from there and you end up red. Now, when you're red, you have two modes of thought. Typically, it's either, okay. I can get back to even if I trade slow and responsibly, right? Or responsibly, and you know that in turn means that's like a little bit slower growth. Um, or you can do one or two more big trades, right? For it to reset back to normal. You want to break even with the last of your money, or with one more big play, or something like that. Most people, when they get got for their first time, I'd say they would return back to uh, the slower, more responsible way because that's how maybe it was working for them prior to them um, doing the more riskier bet. If you never traded responsibly and had any sort of sizable, respectable return trading slowly or responsibly, then you're probably going to, when you get got the first time, you're going to try to make it up with another risky bet the second time, where then you can also get got. Don't get me wrong, though. You can also break even, though from at that point, it's going to be very hard to not justify going again because you might have the hot hand fallacy. You might think like, oh, you know, uh, I got back to even doing this trade. Uh, this means I definitely know what i'm doing and you know the last one was a fluke i'm just gonna go in all in one more time and this time it's gonna be different and it could be different it could be different in a way where you make a lot of money and you might be able to afford whatever you might want to afford whether it's retirement education etc or or more realistically you can get got super hard and feel like uh finance is an entire scam and you might never want to invest again so it's really really tricky 
trading back to your break even. And so when I hear people break even, I think it's a huge deal. I think a lot of people downplay it. It's like I've broke even three or four times in my history of trading, right? I've done really, really risky things. I've done really, really uh, like things that I cannot believe I did right now. Um, like earnings plays that got me super got. Um, I never really got super got off an IPO. It I've gotten... I've done red on IPO before, but I've not. I've, I haven't gotten got. All of, all of them have been like pharmaceutical earnings calls, and one Blizzard earnings call. I it's been a while, but this is just me saying like I've gotten got before, but I've also broken even before. Uh, but I've broken even more than once. I think that's I think that's the point I'm trying to illustrate. Sorry, it's it's like kind of late for me right now. But breaking even and staying above, uh, you know, zero, because remember, you could go down and be negative. That's when you're in the red. St breaking even and then staying above zero is very, very hard to do because that's when you start to really understand like, hey, you know, when in doubt, I can fall back to my system and I could, I could guarantee this above zero mentality. Maybe I can't guarantee I can beat Spy, but maybe I can guarantee, you know, I won't I won't be in the red and that I'll be able to at least break even. Quote, right? You you're losing to inflation sometimes, right? If you especially if your account is right dead at your principal of the amount that you put in and your profit loss is at zero. Um, but uh, if you do break even I think it's a huge deal because you've had so many different choices you've had to overcome and so many choices you had to not take to get to this spot. So congrats to um, the two or three people. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very specifically saying two or three because one of the people mentioned, like, mentioned uh, me through email and Discord. I'm not sure if you are the same person, um, but... Uh, you guys and girls know who you are, so I'm just super proud of you know you getting here. Like it's very very hard to do, and I'm basically dedicating an entire podcast to help illustrate why exactly this is such a hard thing to do. Um, it and let me let me just also say like admitting that you're breaking even is even hard as well because you're basically also admitting that you're red. And <laughs> if you know how I roast people on Twitter, it's that mo a lot of people or most people don't uh, show their lo losers or that they don't show their red portfolios. So you being vulnerable and giving others a chance to learn uh, from your journey of being in the red to breaking even is a very cool thing to see and uh i just on behalf of you know everyone else in discord like thank you it's very very cool to see it's very motivating to also see that like um no matter you know how much you might know about options because i'll you know for the viewer or to the listeners to this podcast these people that broke even uh know more about options than me and like I don't know personally that much. 
about like delta vega gamma epsilon whatever right and i don't know about option flow i don't know about all these fancy things but this is just to be a point is just to you know mark that you don't need to know all these fancy things um and you especially uh aren't protected from getting got by knowing these things so i hope this is also a learning point that you guys and girls that are listening to this podcast can take home or walk into the office with is you know focus on the basics um understand where you lose and if you lose too much when you lose on this max loss just don't do it right obviously way harder to do um than to say uh but when it's fresh in your head, I think it's it's the easiest. And I think this is a perfect time and episode where the market has been running pretty hot. Um, it's been very volatile, right? VIX has gone up and down, up and down quite a bit. But the market has gone up. I'm at all-time high, very grateful. I'm not, you know, jumping up and down. I'm just, you know, staying grateful and uh, understanding that you know I'm continuing to do the same thing. I'm not doing anything special. I I'm not gatekeeping anything, right? Like I tell the podcast, like all my strategies that I use, um, like the Discord thing is only like if you want to support the website and podcast. If you want one on one time through like a Discord channel or something, or if you just want like just to see like what happens behind the scenes and stuff like that. Other than that, like, just come to the Twitch stream on Tuesdays now at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. And if you want to ask me a question about stocks, if you want to ask me a question about options, I'm all ears and I'll give you a genuine answer as long as you ask me a genuine question. Um, Nothing that I do or trade is proprietary. Uh, I have come up with my own system that I publicly talk about in uh, these podcasts um and yeah it's just harder to do than to say it it just doesn't matter you need a trading com- and this is paying homage to what I said earlier is like find the community that you can trade with really well uh that you can be very open about your losses with and you will grow faster than anybody out there when you can show your losses and learn from it and be proud of your losses and I'm not talking about like proud of your losses, like losing a six figure and then posting it to Wall Street Bits. I'm not talking about that proud. I'm talking about like being proud in a sense that you have a feeling of community where you can like post a loss, have people give feedback on it and give constructive feedback and not just like saying like, oh, you know, just get good or anything mean, something like that. Um, yeah, community is just super important. So. Oh, yeah, I think that's it. My voice has gone out. Um, just a fun fact. Celebrated a a, um, a birthday uh, at Disneyland. We had 17 people go. Uh, it was very fun. Went on the new Star Wars ride. Everyone wore masks. Everyone is vaccinated. Um, what else am I supposed to say when, uh, you know, I mentioned that I'm doing anything fun? <laughs> um yeah we went to disneyland it was i don't remember what type of capacity it was it definitely wasn't full capacity because all the rides were either 30 minutes or less 
Uh, but we did go on that Star Wars ride. I'm not going to spoil it for you, bro, <laughs> or sis, but that ride blew my mind. And I don't like Disneyland. <laughs> I don't even like Disneyland. Um, but that ride blew my mind. If you guys and girls ever go to Disneyland, just make sure that's like on your top priority list. Make that your first ride that you try to get on. Um, it is it is amazing. Um yeah, it got my imagination going, and it, it. I feel like that's what is the primary driver for me to like get the best experience out of Disneyland. Because I've gone to Disneyland a good handful of times, just because I'm just so close to it, and I used to have an annual pass and everything. Um, but as I get older, uh, I start remembering uh, these like little tidbits and fun facts about how like adults start losing their imagination. Um, because, you know, when you're a kid, you can, like, play with, like, two toy cars and, like, a dinosaur and everything, like, makes sense. But you put two Hot Wheels and a plastic dinosaur on my desk right now, it's like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to have as much fun or be as imaginative, uh, as my five-year-old counterpart, right? Um, so when I go to Disneyland, being 28 right now, uh, it's a big deal when I get all giddy uh on a rise like whoa this was really crazy and that's what i got from the new star wars right uh this does not by any means uh mean long disney though i do think they are an okay company let me go and do a quick search yeah so what i also have noticed and this is bonkers way beyond me uh disney's P and E ratio, price to earnings ratio, is two hundred and ninety four. When did it get here? <laughs> when did it get here? Like it didn't even split, right? Like, how did this happen? Uh, a lot of you are probably screaming, Disney Plus, Disney Plus. It's a tech company now, but it has honestly traded flat for like an entire year now. It's gone up since the COVID bottom, that's for sure. But a P&E price-to-earnings ratio of 294? Are you serious, dude? Are you That's crazy. But, I mean, don't let that stop you from investing into, like, Disney, if you like Disney. Like, if you have Disney stock right now and, you know, Junie's saying, oh, look, the P&E ratio is 294. Don't let it spook you. All these numbers are just numbers. If you really believe in Disney, that's more than enough reason to sustain investing in Disney. Don't let me or anyone else convince you. Um, and one more thing. That's how anybody should give their opinion to you about stocks. Okay? Like, <laughs> if someone's like, you should sell your Disney stock right now uh, because this and this and this. Uh, and if you don't, you're... Not a good person. I'm not going to say, like, the S word or the F word or, like, any any of the bad words that would actually be in replacement of not a good person. But, um, or, like, you know, if someone said, like, oh, you have Disney stock? Well, you have Disney leaps on top of your Disney stock. Like, you know that this company is the best. It's to the moon. Like, why don't you do that? If you don't do that, you're you're being a bear or you're being a, a C word or something, right? And those are equally bad people so just one more time 
when you find DD or you ask for DD or you just try to formulate opinion around company, finding neutral people is the solution to finding like peace and solace in the market because neutral people don't fight with other neutral people neutral people being like the real like people that understand what actually matters in the market it it's just a very calming feeling so when you find someone neutral hold them close especially if you're also neutral but some people honestly get really triggered from neutral people because it's really hard to make a neutral person mad just because the neutral person's like I'm not really bullish. I'm not really bearish. So I don't really care where the price goes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> if you're if you're bearish and you lose money, I mean that's on you. Also, if you're bullish and you lose money, that's on you. Like, how are you gonna lose money and then tell a neutral person how to trade? <laughs> but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call names here. <laughs> Let's just go to the outro. Oakley Dokley. Uh, you can follow me on Twitch where I am now live streaming at twitch.tv slash real on Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, you can now... Um, wow, I'm derping right now. <laughs> I think that changing of time really messed my outro up. Uh, follow, you can follow me on Twitter at real and you can email me at juni at Theta Gang is proudly partnered with Tastyworks and signing up with Theta Gang referral code is a huge, huge help. That's Theta Gang, one word, all caps. If you use the Theta Gang referral code and you qualify, uh, I will let you on to my Twitter uh, alerts for a month. Uh, and then I'll also give you a cherry emoji flare for the website. Um, granted, you also do have to email me that you did this because I am not allowed to contact you. Uh, after you do it because they don't share me your email for privacy reasons that's probably a good thing you probably just by default want that so um whenever you know you see that your 2k deposit on the u.s account goes through whatever uh just email me at juniathagain.com i'll get you scared (laughs) scared away squared away um i want to give you a quick shout out to uh my patrons that help keep this podcast and website alive um let me just continue signing in here uh i want to give a shout out to pocket change andrew c kim mike d slow motion jzm malout johnny b good jackie b02 empty cans mods x galaxy royal mitch Bay 7 ensis 88 craig thomas gj wilson ben's J Kim, statistically random, Tom Thomas, Mr. Integrity, Drevy, Jeffrey, Joffrey, Joffrey, 86, Island Bell, We in DJ Mac, 86, Naw Cheese, Maltman, 1856, Chibonis, Amazing Little, Mr. Sneezy, Metal, Dum Dum, Grandpa, 95, Gorlami, Tsunami, Leo Jetson, Fancy Wolf, Maestro, XC, Nate the River, Justin, Wilkai, Norfus, Fury, Bad Trader, Chicken Dinner, Slava, Litvin, Ivor, Yukonov, Greg, Green, Blue, Decentra, Arfman, Lord Skeletor, Lazy Reservist, Adjust for Crispy Cream Boy, Kaput, Rest of Your Shifty, and AG.
Wow. Yeah, my voice is definitely shot. I was, like, screaming, like, the entire time. It Like, Space Mountain, yeah, I know, I get it. It's not, like, an actual roller coaster. But it's still really fun. <laughs> um, let me see. Can I share anything that is of... Um, yeah, I guess I'll share this, like, little tiny fun fact for the 1% gang. Uh, I'll share two things. Um, as of late, I've gotten a few emails from people wanting to join the 1% gang. That's the 1% flair on datagang.com. Uh, if you are listening to this right now, uh, go ahead and send me uh, an email at juni at datagang.com uh, with, uh, with 1% being the subject of the email and your datagang username inside the email. And I will give you a emoji flare uh, that says one percent. And so, when you go on the website and you look at other people that's that have the one percent symbol or one percent um, flare, you know that they also have listened to the end of the podcast. Um, the lore here is that when I first started recording the podcast, only one percent of people were actually making it to the end, and so I just. <laughs> I just started giving away like this flair and started talking about my life and personal stuff at the end. Uh, and that quickly grew. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, now it's like 34, 35% people make it to the very end, which is pretty cool. Um, and I'm very thankful for. Uh, and so, yeah, if you're listening to this right now, again, one more time, 1% and the subject line, your thetagame.com username in the email body. And you can send me a message or whatever. You can add anything. It doesn't have to just be the username. Um, and uh, yeah, at juni at datagang.com. Uh, second, uh, I sent a survey to the patrons of Datagang. And uh, the survey asked, like, what can, I, what can I do to, like, make your life better? What can I do to, uh, you know, possibly help you? Like, are you having trouble with anything? Uh, what website features do you think are needed? Um, what's good about the podcast? What's bad about the podcast? Also, what's good about the website? What's not good about the website? Um, and this is the first time in history of the... I, I mean, it, <laughs> this is really overplaying it. <laughs> and by saying, oh, it's the history of the... It, it's just the first survey that's ever been done. So I'm just really excited to, you know summarize the results and share them back with the patrons and that'll be done on uh, patreon.com just through a regular patron exclusive post whatever um also uh, a few more people have been joining the annual subscription um but that's not that's just not as important uh, just as a fun note uh or not fun note, just as a reminder i guess if you're a patron if you have been a patron for more than a month um just feel free call or not call me but contact me in email and you can uh be subscribed at the annual discounted rate of like 38 bucks a month that's like 500 dollars uh one time per year instead of paying the patreon tier amount because what i'm finding is that there's not a lot of people that are um moving from the $60 tier and below because quite frankly there's like a lot of perks that are included 
in the membership that kind of justify that cost just from the get-go but i'm not going to start listing that here because i feel like that's kind of like advertising though it is my platform and it is advertising my platform so i think that's okay but uh that's not very one percenty uh so i'm going to uh i guess i'll just end it at that i hope that everyone listening to this has a fantastic week i'm very grateful that you know we're uh we both set aside time to for me to record this podcast and for uh, you to, you know, listen to this. And we're both, you know, in separate times learning, right? As I, as I record, as I talk, and as I reflect, I'm slowly learning. And when you decide to listen to an episode of this podcast, you're making an effort to you know, not only learn uh, just a little bit more about stocks, but, you know, learn a little bit more about how, you know, this average person that's just like you has started a podcast and a website um, and is just, you know, trying to be as happy as possible. Have an awesome week. Be careful trading. uh, And I'll see everyone at the Tuesday live stream at 730 p.m.